Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric discusses the great unknowable, the rift for the ultimate truth that you are seeking. Understand why it's so important to acknowledge how far you have come in your spiritual journey. Then, learn how to hack that system and create spiritual experiences. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP Session 9. We've been talking um, a lot about, you know, uh, virtual reality and that we're in a virtual reality and, you know, from the material that you put out and also lots of synchronicities in, in life like Westworld and what does that mean? And, and a friend of mine sent me a song that... Um, you know, was very much you know, of, you know, what if, what if you're just in your mind and you're imagining all of this? Mm-hmm. So the other day I had, you know, and you've mentioned this before, kind of like a freak out moment, right? Like I really took that to heart and it was like, whoa. And then a part of you goes, oh my God, that's profound. How scared I am right now. And then there, for a briefest of moment, there was a shift to, wow, like, I can feel everyone and everything. And then the second that you realize that you're doing that, it popped me back out again. And is there a flight plan? Like, it was awesome. Like, how do you move back there for more than two and a half seconds? What you're talking about is the great unknowable. It's the, it's the, the rift that, that one is pursuing for the ultimate truth, the ultimate awakening. Okay. So, when you reflect on these things, depending on how much information or how much you can understand, okay, you're going to eventually pop out. That's that's basically self-reflection. That's basically you thinking upon a thought. I mean, there's a million layers to this, but you know, getting any one particular path to that, it's not about a path to it. It's about being persistent at hammering away at something. And you may not realize it or not, but I guess it's my job to point this out. The fact that you even had that moment is based upon the mileage of the work you've done to get to that little glimpse. Um, and you have to acknowledge that in yourself. 
that that does that, that doesn't necessarily just happen and so redoing that you've got to go back to the the same old teachings it's like whenever somebody does something in a meditation the number one thing that works against them after they've experienced really profound phenomenon and they're like oh my god i'm a believer now oh my god it's like this is what eric said or blah blah blah, blah. they go but after i try to have that same experience again and i'm chasing it i never was able to reproduce it and i i would say please please listen to what i'm saying the fact that you want it to happen is what prevents it from happening. And it's very, very difficult to unknow something like that. And that, that is probably some of the best coding from the programmer, if you want to call it in the sky, if you think how brilliant that is. Okay. But there are ways of, of hacking that system, but that's what's happening. You're, you now have seen something, you glimpse something that you're not supposed to ever know your entire life. Okay. And here you've experienced it. So it's going to double down and and prevent you from redoing that if it can and so your best approach to that is to constantly work on the fundamentals of meditation that is non-thought if you can work on a non-thought non-emotional state non-desire state want for nothing gain everything this is this is is an epic statement okay that is how you attain to enter those levels it's the same thing if you were to micro study your experience, okay, you'll find that it was the moment of revelation or awareness, okay, of what was happening is, is a brief moment that it became to an ending also. If, if you were able to quickly enough to get yourself to a non-thought or try to move in a non-thought state of mind, hence why you practice, practice, practice. So when that moment comes, you can hold it. But it's, it's, it's the same thing when I say an astral projection, when the whole body jerks and jumps, the reason it comes out is because w without you even thinking so quickly, it realizes something's going on and the awareness of that drops you. It snaps you back down. The idea to the, the spiritual pursuer is to have a level of self-awareness that in that moment, the instinct isn't to revel in what's happening, which is almost impossible to do, okay? It's to have that awareness, but at the same time, have that sense of detachment and you take over immediately so you can operate in that place. And that is the million dollar trick and it can be done, but it's not easy to do. If it was easy to do, everybody could do it. But you, you are pushing fringe now. You know, I, you know, it's interesting because I'm hearing from a number of, of people who are studying material and I was like talking to someone last session and they were talking about the sideways rain and the wall kind of coming out and everything that person definitely i feel is a non-exaggerating person you know they're busy you know you gotta some people will stretch the truth some people want some people color yada 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 and the thing is is that there's more going on there's more successes and a lot of people necessarily aren't really talking about it. they're still contemplating what happened but the point is is you guys are, are starting to push that fringe level and I suspect that those who, who practice more are going to see more and more of it. And that goes back into collective thought, Westworld, all this other stuff, okay? Because the, the collective mind of, of the human race is what really controls much of reality. It's a self-monitoring system if you think about it in computer code, okay? It's, it's kind of is what kind of self-controls itself and it, it sets the tempo of the rhythm of us evolving. So 
once again, that goes back to basically being able to hold that place. And if you're going to go back to that place, then you need to go through a series of steps to quiet your mind, remove that expectation, that desire. Okay, you get almost like an eraser, remove it. And it's hard to do, but it's doable. And then it will re-manifest itself. The other thing is, is that, you know, uh, kind of, you know, I can't, I don't expect everybody to remember everything I teach. Okay. But I do know that when I say something, a percentage of people will walk away and say, that works for me. And other people might hear something else I say, and they go, that works for me. That, that's all that matters. Hence the reason I beat a, a horse into the ground. It's just different angles. Different people think different. But when you think about the original virtual reality, which is your dreams, you have a tool to, to crack or hack the, the code. And that is, if you, if you think about your dreams, they're often inspired by events in your, in your life within 24 hours. Whether you realize it or it's subconscious, and you can be aware enough to catch it, but if I say spiders, I imagine about 15% to 20% of you guys are going to have a dream with a spider in it tonight. If I say, oh, there's a truck making a crash, it has to be something intimidating because that's what reds flags in our, our survival mode, our, our primitive state. Okay, so if it's if it's a gushy, nice thing, it's not going to be necessarily as thrown up in our mind as quickly, but there's ways to exploit that. So what I suspect is, is that when that occurred, you were probably doing a lot of reflecting on that subject and somewhere something gave you a key. You've seen something, either you did it unconsciously or whatnot. But what I would say to you is just try to write down the notes from that day. And that goes for any time whenever there is a phenomenal moment that occurs in your life. Backtrack in the day, as mundane as it is. Something helped or assisted your thinking possibly. It could have been just the work you were doing, but usually it's something that influences you on a subconscious level that relates to your experience that was maybe something that helped work between your mind and your outer environment. And it, it basically fooled the system to let you get a, a peek under the, the hood per se. So these are the things that are hidden. These are the things that, that you know, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that although I believe the vast majority of things can be calculated, like the rubber ball bouncing, I also believe that there are spaces in between that deduces down as what's the best method to, to achieve the goal. And, and in that process, it makes jumps or skips or like in the matrix, you could call them um, deja vus. Okay. But I wouldn't call it a deja vu and I don't want to send you down the wrong way with that thought. But what I'm saying is, is that sometimes it, it does that. And if you catch it, there are ways to exploit that. I remember when I was very young, I was on detention and, you know, I was looking at the clock wait, and I think probably everybody has a story like this. I was looking at the clocks. We didn't have digital and it was just about five minutes of, and just as it got right to when I was ready to go, that damn thing, I swear in my life went back like 10, 10 minutes. I watched it go bump. Now that could be something in the clock, but the chances of that are a million to one. Let's assume that that was something I just experienced that I shouldn't have experienced. I know that, that at that point, I also went into a massive shift because I had my head on the table going in that half dreamy state and everything, and I entered a full blown on another reality. 
so in a way it's kind of like an an opportunity that there's a hack or doorway into something but you have to be aware enough to notice it's there and then you have to know when what to do to utilize it that's actually a great i had something very similar happen two weeks ago and i i even shared it with tracy was that i got a a fedex package in the mail and I opened the FedEx package on like a toothache. I looked inside of it and I put it aside. The next day, it was unopened on my desk in the same spot it was the day before. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I know when I open this, it's going to look just like this inside. And it did. And I remember asking myself that question, which is, what do you do with this? Like, it was like, there was a total skip in the matrix. Like, either forgot that I opened it or something, or I don't know. But well, Rick, you're just it, fucking crazy out of your mind. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Anyway, because that's the patch that they gave us. Whenever something crazy like that's happening, we're supposed to, I'm going out of my fucking mind, okay? You're in the matrix. It's all good. You know, don't question it. I could give zillions of stories like that, but but my point is, is this, you ready now? Meditate on that. Because think about what I teach you. Everything has a feels like. Ask yourself, what was the feels like at the revelation that you knew you had opened it, but but there it was closed. That feels like is a is a key to opening or prying into this extra space you want to move into. Let me take it even further. Everybody has had experience like this. That means you're aware enough that you're awake enough because you're not supposed to notice that. And if you do notice it, you're supposed to forget it within a matter of hours, like a dream. Okay. This is why it's important to to make notes so that you can try to capture that moment, even a recording, and make sure that you you allow that thought or that emotion, everything in detail. Now, there's no saying that that ain't going to be tampered with, but it's the best you've got. But you can utilize that thought, that feeling, as a as a thought, a tool. It's a every thought is a piece of program. Every thought is a living thing. It's it it can have an effect. Okay. So, in essence, if, if I was to cut webs, okay, and I was going to do some work, okay, I would say, let me take this piece of feels like and integrate that for a moment into my session and see whether it enhances or has an effect on whatever I'm trying to do. If I was meditating in a room and I had the lights off, if I was past the whole scaredy cat shit, okay, and you're okay with that, you go in there and you you meditate on that feels like that moment, recreate it, go through the motions. That is a is a frequency. If this is all an illusion or it's all energy, and you were to see yourself as energy, it's really your thoughts that maintain your structure. It's your beliefs. It's your thinking. If you take a thread of something that's hackable, that was a mistake in the matrix, and you recreate it, it must acknowledge that. It must react to that. Do you follow me? It's it's designed to react to what you react to. So is it abnormal or unusual as it is, it, there has to be a reaction to it. And that's what you have to seize. That's what you have to do. Think about it like... Um, the recent Star Wars, not Rogue One, but the other one, and you got the new Darth Vader guy, and the gun goes off the big powerful one, and he holds it still. It's like, and it shouldn't. It should just go, right? But he's using the force to hold it. You're doing the same thing. You're disrupting the matrix by holding that, that revelation that you're not supposed to know. That is a piece of code that says, fuck this up, screw it up, crack this moment. 
it conflicts with the reality and order of, of everything that we're experiencing. So you're using it for something it may not have been designed to do, but it's useful. Everything can be used for something other than what we think it can be. It's just how creative you are. That is really the premise of almost everything spiritually one does, at least on my level. It's become hacking tools, but I don't think of them as hacking tools. I think of them as things I do. And I say they don't have a fucking name. Right? What do you call that? But I know when I do it, and so I have to always kind of recreate it, Mina, and then try to explain what I'm doing for you guys. But it, it, it's kind of good because let me come at this a different way. Tonight I wanted to do some exercises or a, a longer exercise, and we'll probably get to that. But what I wanted to do was to work with you guys with affecting other people or other things. In other words, if you want something really good to happen for somebody, I wanted to do a session with you guys with me so you can learn kind of how my mind works on it, you know, as to what I would do. So I was going to have everybody pick a person that you wanted to, to do this for, whether it's a family member or a friend or a neighbor, whatever, okay? And it would be a positive thing, but I also want to go into why, you know, negative things won't necessarily work and, and how come, what's the logic behind that? Why does that, why does that happen? But we'll, we'll get into that. But if we went through that phase, I can tell you right now, if you can recreate that feels like, not you're going to remember there's a difference between feeling it and, and it's like bullshit in your head and really, really holding it. It's hard to do. That's why you got to practice all these feels like. Feels like the tree, feels like the house, feels like the clothing, feels like the table because it, it sharpens that, that sense rip. So when you insert it with that very unusual one, you're able to hold it, okay? If I say to you, think of a, a vanilla ice cream comb and you're, you're licking the ice cream, there's a difference between you licking it and you really feeling the texture, the coolness, the flavor, the sensation, the weight of the, the cone in your hand with the ice cream and how high or tall it is. That, that, that relationship of assimilating and creating that, that thing, the detail you put into it is what makes it that much more powerful. So if you were to, to think of that moment while we do the session, your results, in my opinion, could be double if not three times stronger for a result. Because you're, in a sense, coding. Old school would say you're doing magic, a spell, a recipe, a ritual, a process of using your mind. It's all the same shit, but if we cut it down to, to the best terms we have now, we would say if you're putting a computer code and you're inserting it into reality and you're saying run do this. So if you can insert a piece of magic code, which this is what it is, okay, in there, it adds a level of, of oomph to, to that because there's this, this kind of knee-jerk reaction from the program. So these are things that you, you've got to collect in your little book of, of special tricks, you know, and so you can remind yourself. And then you got to look at it and say, in what way did this happen? Because whatever it's closest to in relation will be most powerful in stuff that relates to that. So if you says it was a package that came from FedEx, I'd want to say package, FedEx, packaging, whatever, gift. It's because all of that is stuff that you were getting something, you had expectation, you, you kind of either knew what it was or you didn't know. There was a whole feeling. It wasn't just the one aha moment. You've got to build that, just like the ice cream cone going through it instead of just saying you're looking at an ice cream cone. You've got to build that, that reality in your mind because it can feel you. It feels your thoughts. 
Okay, so if you recreate that, it begins to believe that's what you're doing. And so it wants to follow that reaction. That's a disciplined, powerful mind. That's what bends reality. So it feels what you feel. You got to make it believe that you believe that. So in essence, when you had the revelation of seeing it was close, what was the moment? What were you feeling when you had that revelation? Like this can't be. This is crazy. This is this is something just happened. That moment of of epiphany. How do you describe? What is the word for that? So you've you've got to reassemble that feeling, and then you you've got to go through the confirmation of I am so one hundred percent sure. Okay, that this happened. That that is what creates a very powerful blow into the dynamics constantly of reality being manifested. That's how you arc it. That's how you, you get it to bend a little bit. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together, which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.